Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's episode. Get ready for a treat. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. And I am so glad that you could join me for day four of the King David series. And today I want to talk about the fact that King David won. Um, He won. So uh, we talked about um, on the last few podcasts, we talked about King David, um, starting with being on God's radar and how he was anointed and appointed um, to be the next king of Israel after um, King Saul, um, king of Israel in Judah, which was the United Kingdom. And then um, the second uh, week we talked about when David met his um, um, real Goliath um, after he had killed Goliath, then um, how King Saul was the next um, the next giant really in his life. Um, that really had to be taken down. But um, the way and the manner that King David did it um, was a way of honor because of who King Saul was. Um, and then um, on day three, we kind of went over um, the fact that King David had to fight for it. So he was appointed and anointed by God. Um, God kind of um, sent confirmation in to what he needed King David to do, what he needed David to do at the time. He was just a shepherd. And so, and how he just kind of um, set David up for um, the role in the position. And then um, how he kind of went into heaven to fight for because um, um, King Saul wanted him dead. And so now I want to kind of go over the fact that King David, he won. So it matters when God has your back. It matters when God is the one who defends you. It matters when God is on your side. Um, so David spent some time in the wilderness preparing to take the role and position as king. But the current, the current king wasn't going to just hand it over. Not only did he not want to hand it over, but he wanted his son Jonathan, Jonathan to be the next king over Israel. But the thing that King Saul failed to realize was that he was simply holding the spot over this nation whose true king was God. And since God was a true king over Israel, it did not matter what King Saul wanted. It was all about um, the overall needs of the people and well-being of the nation. So God raises up a king by the name of David. Um, raises up a king by the name of David. Um, and he anoints him for the position in the role before he actually steps into it. Um, so not only does um, God raise up King David, he delivers Saul into his hands um, but rather than killing King Saul, which we kind of went over a little bit, um, he, uh, which he had would have um, been willing within his rights to do so, um, he extends to him something, um, something uh, known as mercy. Um, how can he, being the next king of Israel, extend mercy to the man that has tried to kill him, that still wants him dead, um, that has been making it harder on him to get into position? Um, so what in the world was David thinking? Why would he extend mercy to him when he had the chance to end it all? Um, he saw beyond King Saul's actions and into the fact that he was God's anointed, even though the anointing for the king, the kingship had lifted off of Saul. Um, David still honored him and recognized him for who he was and who he had been um, as being the king, the first king of um, of um, Israel, um, the uh, Israel and Judah. So David honored his enemy because he recognized who his enemy truly belonged to, which was God. And that's something that sometimes we may have a little bit of hard time doing. God tells us to bless our enemies, to love those that um, love those that um, curse us, uh, do good to those that hate us, um, pray for those that despitefully use and persecute us. Um, bless our bless your enemies. There it is. Bless your enemies. Um, love those that hate you. 
um, bless those that curse you. Um, so there's a there's a thing in Matthew uh, five. I want to say Matthew five forty four through forty five, what it tells us how we should treat our enemies. And then this, um, and that was written um, that when that was this particular scripture I'm thinking about. This was before that, and so David was. Um, kind of um, acting that out uh, acting that out he was honoring an, an enemy um, because he recognized that hey I understand that right now you want me dead but I also recognize too that you are um, the first you are the first king of uh, Israel and even though God's anointing may not be with you now um, you were um, um, you did carry it at one point and so um, and because you are uh, within the body um, that God has chosen I'm going to choose to honor you and rather than um, take you out I'm going to honor honor you and then thereby um, showing a a, a, a a higher coming up to a higher standard which is why um, one of the reasons why I believe that um, David was a man that was after God's own heart because um, God has is well within his right sometimes to just allow us to just fall prey to, to a lot of things to fall prey to a lot of things that we sometimes don't recognize and see coming but because of his mercy and his grace and his goodness um he protects us he covers us he defends us um and sometimes we find ourselves into a pickle into trouble we do um but even in that trouble i'm telling you right now if it wasn't uh, for um god's mercy and grace extended the trouble that you're facing right now could be a lot worse without god's mercy and his grace if he really was to pull back the covers and let you see um, what you really have would have faced um had he not stepped in then um that would be a whole different story and a whole different ball game so um david extends um and we are and david extends um um, this um, this uh, mercy to uh, his his enemy. So King Saul uh, was within the family of he was within the family of the Hebrews. He was not just some stranger. He was a brother. He was part of God's chosen people. So David has mercy on him, and life eventually catches up with Saul. Um, so life eventually catches up with Saul. And you say, why would King David? Why would David um, allow Saul to to um, to live um, when God? delivered um king saul um to to david uh because i think it just um it's another example that we have of god um allowing us to see the heart of this man the heart of the man named david the heart of the king named david um sometimes god would allow different circumstances to come into our lives um to show us the kind of heart that a person has to show us the kind of heart that we have um to really give us opportunity to be able to show show those different things of blessings and um loving and just um praying and different things like that um so that we can actually we have the chance and opportunity to act those things out those good things out because we overcome evil with good david was overcoming this evil with good it was uh it wasn't right for um saul to behave like this um because um, it, it just wasn't right. It, he showed total disregard and disrespect for God, uh, what God had chosen to do. He just his uh, who he had chosen. Um, king Saul just he he was acting like he was the king of kings, um, but he wasn't. He was coming up against the king of kings. When he, you cannot. He was coming up against the king of kings while at the same time trying to serve him. Um, so he goes to battle to battle with the Philistines eventually. This is how he end up he ends up um, up dying. He goes into the battle with the Philistines and knowing beforehand that he's going to lose the battle. Um, he has um, the whole time he has shown a total disregard for God. Um, he has shown a total and the one that he anointed and appointed as king, which was David, he has shown total disregard for God's people. Um, he went into God killing the priest. Um, that was one thing you 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 killed God's priest, and so that was like you 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 uh you that was just totally disrespectful because 
he felt like they should have told him where David was. Well, the thing about it was they were protecting David, who God had anointed. And so you're you're you 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 slay God's priest. And that was just totally disrespectful to God, who God had appointed within his body. And then you're after his the king that he had chosen and appointed. Just he just showed total disregard for for God and his people in the and the, the way God had set up the order and orchestrated different things, he took out leaders, um, leaders that were that were chosen by God. Um, the priests were leaders. They helped make atonement for the people's sin. Um, and so uh, who uh, you know, don't know the state of what the people were going through when Saul did that. Um, when he took out that, 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 you know what I'm saying? Because the, the leaders are there to help lead the people. And so. Um, you just don't know like the, the, the dire consequences, not only spiritually, but the ones that the people had to face because of what Saul did. So King Saul has tried to force his will over that of God and so forth and so on. But um, but in doing so, it causes God's presence to no longer abide with him. So God's presence is no longer by with him. So he goes into this battle with the Philistines and he ends up falling on his own sword and his son, Jonathan dies and his servant dies. Um, and he knows beforehand that he's going to die. And so, um, he knows that he, he, it won't end well for him. And so, um, David gets to report that King Saul is dead. He also gets to report that his friend, Jonathan, um, Jonathan was his, um, uh, was a brother to him. It, it, it says the word tells us that, um, the soul of the soul of Jonathan was knit to the, um, the heart of Jonathan or something like that was knit to the soul of David, um, and, and loved him as his own soul. He loved him as his own soul. So they, um, uh, so it was kind of like, if you struck, if David, if, if, if you struck David, it was kind of you striking Jonathan. If you struck Jonathan, that was like a strike towards a, a strike towards um, David. And so um, here in the news, um, the, la the news that Jonathan had not only Jonathan had passed, not only had King Saul passed, but Jonathan, his his brother had passed. Uh, that was like a brother to him because um, Jonathan was not in agreement with his father, Saul. He loved his father, Saul. And he was still trying to uh, do active duty with his father as king, trying to honor him as king. But he Jonathan focus was on honoring God uh, and who he had chosen. He wasn't messed up about not being king, the next king of Israel. Um, king Saul wanted him to do that. And so uh, what happens? Both of them, uh, uh, King Saul ends up dying and Jonathan ends up dying. And King David, you would think that his battle would have uh, stopped then. But there were still people that were still trying to um, follow after Saul. And so he still had to establish and make known his uh, his presence and his reign that God had chosen him as the king of Israel. He still had to, when he stepped into that role, into that position, he still had to um, kind of get in that rolling position and um, uh, uh, get that you set the set the record straight about who God had placed within the role and um and different things like that um and so um King David won and it was already what well, it was already predestined for him to win because he was appointed by God and when God speaks a word when God speaks a word it, it will perform it will not come back to him void until it um, does what it was set out um, to do so um, I encourage you on today that whatever God has spoken over your life, um, whatever he has, uh, whatever he has spoken over your life, um, whatever, um, whatever 
future and purpose that he has for you, it will come to pass. If he's spoken and the word will not come back void, you just have to step out in faith. Um, so today's podcast is pretty much um, on the fact that David won. And then when he stepped into the kingship, he still had to fight a little bit um, just to establish the, his presence as the king. Because some people just, um, they just did not want to agree with, with God. They really weren't in agreement with, it's not that they weren't in agreement with David. They weren't in agreement with God. And so that's why David, um, that's why God told Samuel, um, who is now passed. Um, but when Samuel first, um, would begin to go into the home of Jesse and, um, God told, um, Samuel, don't look on the outward, don't look at their, their outward appearance, because that's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking on the inward thing, that inward thing called the heart. And so, um, and David had the um, right, he had the right heart for the right job. Um, and that's what, that's what God was looking at. Um, and so, um, and God says, you know, um, he's, he rejected Saul. He rejected Saul and David is the one that he um, approved of. And so um, these were these were his people. These were his people. And for um, it's, it has to be something when your people um, that you're defending and you're and you're protecting and you're and they're looking for you for sustenance and they're looking for you to be sustained by when they don't get in agreement with the protocol that you have established and put in place. Um, can you just imagine how detrimental that is to the kingdom of God when um, when God has put when God is like, I'm going to give you the best that I have to offer. I'm going to put the best leaders in place. I'm going to put the best. I'm looking for the best heart. Can you imagine just how um, that must have made God feel? Uh, what, that, how, how that made God feel? Um, just his people questioning who he um, put in place and rejecting who he has put in place. Um, can you just imagine just um, how that made God feel? And I know eventually, you know, um, King David has a successful kingdom and different things like that. But just start out. You would think that God's word would have been enough. This is who I appointed. This is who I anointed. This is who I chosen because they respected Samuel. Samuel, um, uh, they respected Samuel, but even then they offended Samuel before Samuel. Um, they they offended Samuel before Samuel. Um. Um, died and um, God had to tell Samuel that um, it's not it's okay it's not you Samuel that they rejected it's me that they rejected and so then um, these are God's chosen people these are his chosen vessels and they're rejecting um, the things every day first they rejected him as king um, and then they rejected the king that he put in place which was um, King David and so can you just imagine and it wasn't everybody no it wasn't everybody we can see throughout the scriptures where people were on board with what God was doing but in everything that you do just because God has spoken a word don't mean everybody is going to jump on board with whatever it is that God wants you to do. Um, we can see that from the story of King David. We can see that from this story um, that just because God has chosen you and called you to a certain position, you have to know within yourself that this is what God has chosen me for. This is what God has called me to. And obviously he must He must um, see fit for me to be the right person, to fit the right job and the right season at the right circumstances. There's something that he placed within me to fit the job and fit the criteria of what it is he's calling me to do that nobody else can fulfill but me and so um and if god um has um and if god has called you to a certain thing there is a reason why he has chosen you um there is a reason why he chose um, David. Um, he said he looks at the heart. He looked at the heart of David. Um, he looks at the heart, and God goes to and fro. And God, God, God goes. He he searches for he searches for hearts. 
He, he's looking for hearts that will be holy. He is holy. He is that will serve him. People who will serve him with their whole hearts, their whole hearts. Sometimes we'll be looking at this person, this person like this and that person like this. And we go by our standards and our expectations and they should be like this. And he should be like that. And this, 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 that, and the other. And God is like, I ain't studying that. And what you looking at, I ain't looking at it because I'm going to choose that person just because I want to choose them because I see what's on the inside and what you don't see and what you think you know and you don't really know. <laughs> That's amazing thing when you serve an awesome and incredible God who cares more about you. Who cares more about you sometimes than you care about yourself. He don't care what nobody say about you. He don't care about your background. He don't care what your mama say about you. He don't care what your daddy say about you. He don't care what you he don't care about um, what you've been through. If God say, I want to gift you, I want to bless you, then God means I want to gift you and I want to bless you. If he want to take you to higher heights than what you've ever been before, then that's his choice to do. He blesses whom he want to bless and curses whom he want to curse. Is how he does it, how he pleases to do it. That's just God. That's just God. And you, we, uh, as human beings, we have no right or say so in who God want to bless. And sometimes we think we do, and we really don't. And we wonder why we can't get blessed because your heart is jacked up and it's bad. And you keep talking about the people and rejecting the people that God put in the place to bless you. I'm just, I'm, I, and I'm not. Oh, I really need to calm it down. I'm trying not to go off into that little area right there but i'm just saying that you know king david was chosen by god and it's just amazing to me um it just amazes to me it it because i hear I, you know growing up in sunday school in the church it's just um you hear the stories about david and you hear about his victories and his triumphs and different things like that and just having to go uh really get more in depth into the word of god um these past couple of years and just really studying the story of david and i'm just like david had to fight he didn't just, it wasn't all, it wasn't all just a uh, hunky dory for David. It was not, even though he was one of the kings that uh, we, we hear about most often and talked about. It was not hunky dory for him. He started off as a shepherd boy, a shepherd boy, um, you know, just attending his father's, father's sheep. And then um, having uh, having took down Goliath, then he stepped into a, a battle for like uh, who knows how long that went on for years uh, uh, of this king that's been wanting to uh, wanting to kill him. And yeah, he went into the palace. But do you know how comfortable uncomfortable they had to have been uh, to have to walk on eggshells around the person who was in authority at that time because uh, not really knowing what to expect from them. Do you know what I'm pretty sure you couldn't imagine um, what that was like if you've never um, known what it was like to walk. You have to walk on eggshells around anybody. Um, if you have if you know what that's like and then just imagine if that person was a person in authority. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did not feel good for David. Um, so um, I just want to encourage you to know that uh, with God, uh, we are winners in Christ in that um, he won, he won, he won because he was anointed and appointed by God. And um, as I said on the faith series, um, I believe I said it on the faith series. If not, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, when it was time for Israel to come up out of Egypt, when it was time for Israel, when it was time for them to walk up, get, inherit the promise that God had given to Abraham 400 years prior, it was no no devil in hell that could stop the season and the time that it was time for them to be blessed. And they, um, it doesn't matter if Pharaoh and his army came after them or not. God is like, I got something for them. 
I got something for them. And so it does not matter. The enemy cannot stop or block when it's your time to come up. It's your time to come up. And it does not matter who comes after you. It doesn't matter how much they dirt they throw at you. It does not matter. If God says it's time, then that means it's time. And it's going to come forth and be produced. You just got to keep on marching forward. And so I'm, I'm encouraging you to keep on walking forward. Even in, uh, even in my own life, sometimes if I, even if I find myself going low, sometimes I have to just be like, I'm going to have a determination on the inside. I'm laying down in the bed, but eventually I'm going to get back up and I'm going to get back going again. And sometimes that's what you got to do. God, I just trust you to get me there. So if I have to go crawl, now I understand what people be saying. If I have to go crawling, if I have to just be like, you know what, God, I just need you to carry me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I got to float there, if I got to float there, if I got to walk there, hopefully I can, I'm going to have a strong finish, a strong finish, a strong finish, a strong finish. David had a strong finish, a strong finish. Um, and so that's what um, I believe that um, we have to um, kind of uh, ask God for. God, help me to finish strong. I believe, Lord God, that you're going to help me to finish strong. I'm, I'm expecting a strong finish because I know who is the one that's helping me to win the victory, and that's God. Um, and so if you want to read more about the story of King David, um, I'm going to get a little bit more into um the story of King David um, next week, um, talking about some of the things that he did after he came into position and, and power as being the king. Um, when he came into that position of power, um, and um, we're going to go into um, what he did, a word that he honored um, and and, um, and still honoring the um, house of Saul even after, even after. After everything that Saul took him through, but because of uh, because he was friends with Jonathan, Jonathan was his his friend, his ace boom coon, and so uh, and so um and now he still honored the house of Saul, um just to show you that um there is a a way to love your enemies in such a way that um God defends you, He protects you, and He looks out for you, and you don't have to worry about your enemies because God got them taken care of. Um, you don't have to worry about that because God God will sustain you and God will keep you. And so, um, bless people, bless them, bless them, bless them. I'm not gonna say it's always easy, but when you tap into the mind, say that Lord God, I know that you got me, and Lord God, I know that maybe they can't see right now, and I don't know what they're going through in their hearts and in their minds but lord god i i pray that you will bless them and i pray that you will keep them and i pray lord god that you would um show them mercy father god um and show have mercy on them lord god for um what, what did he say when he was up there on that cross jesus said when he was up there being crucified father forgive them for they know not what they do sometimes people do not understand the depths of what they do and so uh, because of that sometimes you just gotta say lord god please forgive them forgive them lord god especially when you have been blessed with uh, a greater level of understanding um sometimes it's, it's best to just lord god forgive them and understand that sometimes people just don't understand what god um got what god um allows and so um um and when they begin to like speak against speak against whatever it is um sometimes you just gotta lord god forgive forgive them forgive them uh, for they know not what they do. Um, and so, um, this is, this is the prayer that I have. I pray that you will forgive people in your life, um, that have just, um, they have done things, um, out of ignorance. They have done things that just, um, maybe they didn't know about. They have done things that they didn't even realize that they were rejecting God for, um, just, just different things like that. I'm just thinking about the story of King David and, um, how people just, they, they, I don't even know if they really realize the depth of you being a chosen part of God's chosen people and rejecting who God has chosen that has to be um those kind of things are kind of like uh wow to me you know even if you find yourself um being in that per being a person that rejects 
um, the things of God and what God has established and different things like that. When you find yourself like that, you have to make sure if God has shown it to you that you repent from it. You repent from it and you try to move on and make the better decisions. When you find yourself, if you find yourself where you have disregarded God or disregarded his word, or anything like that, you have to repent from it. Don't keep on acting um, out in the same manner. You have to overcome evil with good. Do good. Do good. Do good. Do good. Do good. Um, and I keep saying that because we don't we don't need no more evil being produced in the world. We need as much good as possible um, being produced in the world. And as much as the enemy can sit on um, the good, um, as much as if he sees that you're a vessel of doing good, as much as he can sit on the doing the good, he's gonna try to do it. That's why you need the you need a you need to put on the full armor of God. Um, the full armor of God, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. You got to get some word in you. If you want to stand in this season and in this time, you got to get some word in you. You got to have some standing power. You stand on we our foundation, our solid foundation. We got to have the word to stand on. And if um, the enemy wants to, uh, if the enemy wants to come at you, you got to come at him with the word. That's what Jesus used. He's our perfect example. He used the word. Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We have to get into the word of God. Um, it, it's so important um, to be into the, get into the word of God because um, the word of God is what will sustain you. The word of God is what will keep you. The word of God will help you to be able to recall what God has done and help you to live it and walk it by faith. And this is a faith walk, a faith walk a faith walk meaning that you may not understand everything but um it says blessed are those that um, um have not seen and but yet believe um blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe um you may say well um, I don't know about, um, I don't know if I understand everything in the word. That's why you have God. You can, you can seek him. You can, you can show him that you really are diligent about seeking him. Um, you don't just find a diamond overnight. That ain't how it helps work. Some people never find a diamond in their lifetime. Um, and so, um, if you look at the word of God as uh, something more precious and valuable than a diamond, um, and even though we place more value on that diamond, some, some of us do, um, then you will be able to understand and see why sometimes you have to be able to work hard for it. It's not just something that you can just kind of haphazardly handle um it's god the word of god is precious it's it's a it's precious um the word of god is precious and god is uh he's a he's a he's a he's sacred he's a he's a whole he's holy um and so um he he's not to be just handled any kind of way um haphazardly you're just not going to go in there with an attitude and with entitlement expecting god to just show you and give you wisdom and just expecting in god to give you whatever it is that you um your understanding that you need give it to me now and then i expect it to show up and if it don't show up then that means that god isn't real no that means that you just to put the due diligence is that due diligence in that you needed to do in order to receive what you needed to receive from God because I guarantee you anybody who had anything in life that was worth fighting for it took some time and it took some hard work to get there you didn't just become a doctor overnight you became a doctor through years and hard work of study and research and um, really seeking out um, what you needed even if even if that include um, the advice of other doctors get into a residency program different things like that you sought out that position and so there's different things in life that you seek after um, and if the word of God, if God is that is, if God is that precious to you, you will seek him out. It doesn't take um, you sometimes it takes 10 years, 10, 15 years to become a doctor. And when you become a doctor, then it takes even longer just to really establish your credentials. Um, and so. Uh, even more time and so uh, I'm just using that as an example because uh, I'm using that as an example because there are other career fields and different things like that um, if you're learning about um, tech 
technical things, technology and different things like that, that is an ever learning process because technology is always changing and evolving. And so once you um, learn about the basics of technology, you you, you get some math and some uh, some engineering skills and you learn about com- um, computer um, algorithms and different things like that and, and the coding and all that type of stuff, then you have to stay afloat and abreast with what's going on within the technology industry because technology is always evolving and changing. Let me tell you something about the body of Christ. God is always on a forward position and a forward movement. He's always moving. moving. And if you want to discern where God is in this season of your life, you're going to have to stay in a constant flow and in seeking God. You have to seek God. You can't just get what God has for you like that. No, baby, you got to seek God. If you want to know where God is, you got to ask him. You got to go after him. You got to put your put that uh, put your mind to the, um, the, the pedal of just trying to get into the word of God, praying and seeking God and, and, and just really wanting to know God. Um, and, and, um, and then he says, if you, if you will come after me with your whole heart, come after me with your whole heart. Cause there's a lot of things on earth we seek for with our whole heart. And if that thing that you're going after is God, he will reveal himself to you. He says, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. Mean come nearer to me. And the closer you get to me, I'm coming closer back to you. I'm going to meet you where you are. I'm going to meet you halfway. I'm not going to call. I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to make you come all the way to me, but I know, cause I know that you're incapable of doing it on your own, but But as you begin to seek me out and begin to draw closer to me, my presence will begin to draw closer to you. And if you want God to keep on coming closer to you, just keep on going. Even if you say I'm doing it today and you may not feel nothing and you may feel something today. I'm not saying that you won't. Uh, And then you may say if you don't, you just got to keep on going and keep on seeking because sometimes your attitude ain't right. Sometimes your attitude ain't right. And and, and God is like, "Uh uh-uh. I'm not coming down and dealing with that that foul attitude because your 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 attitude and seeking me is not right. But I'm watching you and I'm looking at you. I really want to know if you really do want me. You can tell the difference between a person when a person really wants something and when they really just playing around. And they really just trying to prove a point and they really just you you can you can kind of tell the difference a little bit as you go along. And then uh, and, and who knows better how to decipher an attitude better than God. Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If it's been a blessing to you, remember to like, subscribe, and share the page. You can follow me at Lynn Stacy Studios on Instagram and Facebook.